Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome on in to Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, Kyle Quinn is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. On a very, very big day, the NFL Combine is underway. Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, they will speak later during our show. We'll bring that to you live in the 1 o'clock hour. Good morning, Hugh. <laughs> Good morning, uh, we're Joe. Off, Good we're morning. off and rolling. Hey, listen. It's going to be warm today. So just because it's warm, it's warm. Don't be a goofy. Just don't be goofy today. And you know exactly what I mean by running around with T-shirts on and shorts and stuff, getting yourself sick. Don't be goofy today just because it's warm. Don't be a goofy. People, you could tell the people that can't wait for the springtime yeah, to come. They, they, they get out. Th- well, I guess I'm one of the goofy ones because <laughs> I got on a, a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, I, I guess as I, as I, got I look a big down goof at myself, next to me yeah, here. yeah, I'm one of the goofy ones. All right, don't be goofy. I would say a lot of people would, would classify the end of the Eagles season as goofy, Hugh, yeah. because they were 10-1, and one, and obviously it finished not in the right way. We had a lot to react to today, including my first chance to react to the A.J. Brown interview. We'll get to that coming up. And, of course, Howard will join us at 1130. Elliot live from Indianapolis for the Combine. But, Hugh, as we start the day, and, and I think we all want to turn the page to the offseason. We all do. But I think before you turn that page, you got to have one last little look at what the heck just happened here. And I'm, I'm on, you know, my Inquirer app this morning, and I'm reading a story here. Nick Sirianni played favorites as Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were treated different. Story by Marcus Hayes. We'll get to some of the quotes in there. But there's just continuing more and more about what happened at the end of the Eagles season. And I, I've thought about this a lot, and I'll, I'll count myself as part of this, but I do think that we've overreacted a bit to what happened here. We'll get to this article and what was said in here, some of the quotes. But the more I think about the end of the Eagles season, the more I think we have had a, a lack of answers, so we've looked for answers. We've looked for reasons. And now we are thinking about reasons why maybe they don't like each other, and maybe this, and maybe that, and maybe the coaching staff. The reality is this. It snowballed. The Eagles weren't that great. They had a good record, but they weren't that great. It snowballed. And I do think the last month and a half with us, the whole fan base, we've overreacted a little bit because we're looking at this team and saying, oh my goodness, they're bad now. When the reality is they were probably an average team the whole time and it just hit us how quickly they went from 10-1 and to where they are. Hugh, when you think about the end of the season, including some of these quotes in the article today, the idea, and Marcus Hayes wrote this, he talked to a veteran off the record in late December, and those quotes were printed today with that veteran's um, you know, blessing that this is now in the Philadelphia Inquirer, talking about how some guys were not held as accountable as others, including 
Jalen Hurts, and A.J. Brown. Here's a quote uh, in terms of, you know, it asked if Brown's on-field conniptions and his two-week media blackout were affecting the team. An accomplished veteran player said, quote, I don't know about that, but I will say it doesn't help when they treat two guys in different ways. With that, he nodded at Hurts' empty locker. What about Brown? Quote, yeah, I guess some guys can't do anything wrong. Hugh, your reaction to all this, and do you think we've overreacted to the end of the Eagles season? Uh, lot to digest, Joe. Lot. There's a lot going on here. I, I don't think I don't think we overreacted to the to the to the way the season ended. I, I'll say that first, and and just let me say this to the the what you talked about as far as the anonymous player talking about people getting preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. Now, I when when I read this story, and I when I went through it. The first thing that I did was try to put myself in that position and think about back when I played and, I, and, and, and also try to understand and, and relay that it's different now. When I played, Joe, it was nothing for the quarterback and key players to be treated different. You know, it, it's certain guys that because of their play and what they bring to the table, they are going to be treated different. So initially that didn't, moved the meter for me initially. But then I, when I got to thinking about it and, and how now how the NFL is, has changed and how sensitive a lot of guys are to, cru, uh, to, to uh, criticism mm-hmm. and, and people saying things about them, I had to give the story some validity, you know, because gone are the days where I used to sit in the meetings and I played with guys and they know who they were that didn't get criticized a whole lot. I used to get cussed out all the time. Didn't bother me. And, and I say, like, anybody who's been in the – ask Ike. <laughs> you talked to him later on the day. I used to get talked to a dog cussed by my coach. I didn't bat an eye because that did not bother me because I was out there making plays. And at the end of the day, that was the bottom line, is you're out there making plays. And you knew that, for the most part, you talk to you like that so that it gives him credibility or whatever. So it didn't bother me. But nowadays, when you talk about people being treated equal and wanting to be treated equal – the, the reality of it is this. Everybody's not going to be treated equal, regardless to, to, to how much money you make or whatever. If you're a baller like Jalen and AJR, you're probably going to be treated different. But this is a different era in the NFL. Mm. So there's probably some validity to the way that somebody felt, veteran player felt, about certain individuals being treated a certain way. You got to get over yourself, dog. Everybody's not going to be treated the same in a locker room. That's just the reality of the situation. It's been like that since I can remember, since I was a little peewee playing football. The, the young man that played quarterback at eight years old was treated differently than I was treated as a defensive lineman, and that's just the way it is. 215-592-9494 gets you bored. Hugh, that's an interesting perspective. And, and look, this article today, it just it adds to a lot of the stories that have been out there over the past couple of months, which is locker room issues, right, turmoil. You know, uh, some guys feeling they're treated differently than others. Maybe the quarterback not connecting. That was out there last week with Derek Gunn. Every week, every couple of days, it feels like, there's a different report on what happened to the Eagles. And here's how I feel today, and we've talked about every single one of these, and obviously A.J. Brown came on our station just a few days ago to kind of clear the air what he feels about some of the issues. The way I feel today is, as the offseason begins, I mean, today it begins. When Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni talk today, it's the end of last season, and it's the beginning of this season. 2024 starts today for the Eagles, the beginning of the offseason, the combine, free agency, it's like a week and a half away, and it's all going to change. This team's going to change fast. My feeling today is, we overreacted to the end. We've looked for reasons why it fell apart. We have dove so deep because we didn't have the real answer. But sometimes you ever hear of Occam's razor, like the most simple Occam's. answer? Yeah. Simple answer is the, probably the right answer. Uh-huh. And I think the simple answer was the Eagles were never that great. They had a nice record. AJ even said that on the, on the, on uh, Friday with Jack and, and Ike, that, that they knew they weren't that good of a team. So while we're, it smacked us in the face the way they went from 10-1 and one to falling apart, the reality is they probably weren't that great anyway. So the end of the season, it just went bad. It snowballed on them. They had a head coach who probably wasn't ready for, for handling it. They had two coordinators who weren't good enough this season. I don't think things are quite as bad as we feel they've been the last two months. I do think we've overreacted a bit here, Hugh, because we have looked for reasons. Like We keep saying that. Why did it happen? Maybe it happened because they weren't that good anyway. That could have been it. Maybe they weren't. You know, if a, if a great team falls as quickly as they did, it's like, what? But maybe they just were good with a very shiny record, and then it fell very fast. No, I don't believe that. I, I, I believe that this team was a good team. They started off good. 
They just went to the Super Bowl. I think, now I might be calling me crazy, but going to the Super You're Bowl. You're crazy, Hugh. Yeah, basically. But going to the Super Bowl, Joe, that's a hell of a measuring stick. That means that you were, at that time, the best team in the NFC. In you deserved to go. Yeah, they were. They were and, in 22. And I know that things happened where it, it felt like you didn't deserve to be there, let the San Francisco 49ers tell it. But you had a run during the course of the season what made me feel like this was a good football team. Now it fell apart. Now, do we know exactly what it was? No, we don't. And I will say this. They were doing things. To, to AJ's point, when he talked about, you know, we weren't a good team, they were doing things unconventionally. I give you that because there were some times where they would win games and I would look at them and scratch my head and say, wow, you know, you're not supposed to win like that. But they did. They did. And, and, and along the way, they beat some pretty good teams. Like, so I can't sit here and say that their whole season was fugazi. Now, somewhere along the line, it fell apart. And you know what the ironic thing about all of this is? This, this Marcus Hayes story, like, I don't know what happened, but when you read that and you, and you hear players, veteran players, talk about how different people were treated differently and things like that. Like I said, I came from a locker room where everybody was treated different. That's just how it was, and it didn't bother me. But when you hear that, that makes me think that, hmm, there was something. That, that might be part of the problem. Mm. Because now I go back. Because, see, what I do, I like to piecemeal things together. Even though one might not have anything to do with the other. I go back and I look at certain things that happened during the course of the season. Like just for example, the the your number one that that Dallas Goddard gave to AJ, I mean, excuse me, to 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 Jalen Hurts on the sideline. Huh. Now when I read the story, I'm like, huh. Maybe that's why he gave the number one. Cause he felt like in that situation the ball was dropped and the play was was uh improvised and it wasn't the right one. And he was frustrated. Maybe that was the case. I think there's something to this, but whatever it is. I think Coach Goober's going to fix it. You know why? Why? Because he's new, and he has no loyalty to anybody. But to sit here and say that it wasn't, it wasn't an issue, I, I would say, no, nah, that's, that's crazy. It was an issue. It, it was look, a I think it became an issue because they were frustrated at what happened here. I don't think it has to remain an issue. And I think and part of what AJ was trying to say on Friday is, look, it, it went bad, but it doesn't mean things are bad forever. It doesn't mean the locker room's bad. It doesn't mean his relationship with Jalen is bad. 215-592-9494. Guys, I think we've overreacted to this thing. The Eagles were probably a net never. The 2023 Eagles, I'm not, not talking about 2022. The 2023 Eagles were probably never great. We got an expectation they were great. So it smacked us in the face when it fell. But the reality is maybe they weren't that great. AJ said that on Friday. They kind of knew they weren't that great. I think all this locker room stuff, the chemistry stuff, has been an overreaction because the team just wasn't good enough on defense, and for whatever reason, the offense couldn't adjust. 215-592-9494. Have we overreacted? Did we overreact over the past month or so to the end of the Eagles season? Roseman and Sirianni talk today. We'll have that for you live on WIP. Kyle, what are you thinking as um, we start to finally put to bed the last season and we turn the page to the off season, which starts mm -hmm. in earnest today. What do you think? Do we overreact? Yeah, so like overreact, you mean by saying like the window's closed, we need to take a wrecking ball to this roster. Like the Eagles need, yeah, ball. major roster changes. Now some of that might still be true, but yeah, guys like that that talk <laughs> Whoever, like that. Whatever jerk was coming up with that nonsense. Yeah, anyone that overreacts to that extent, <laughs> probably a moron. Yep. <laughs> but uh, this is what I've been trying to say for a while. Like don't get me wrong. Losing six of the last seven, the way they did, and the way they look like, you know, a lot of them sort of gave up, in a sense, in that Tampa Bay game in the playoffs. It was disgusting, and it should be talked about as one of the worst collapses in Philadelphia sports history. That's not an overreaction to say. What came after that, to me, is the big overreaction that, you know, the stuff that I just mentioned about the window being closed and this team screwed and they're, you know, this far from being a Super Bowl contender. Get that guy off the yeah, air. Whoever the hell that. that is, you know, should, mm -mm. as in AJ's words, find another job. Mm. Um, but I think it's an overreaction because they are, they are just one season removed from being in the Super Bowl. I don't think they need to take this major leap from being the worst defense to the number one defense just to have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. I think there's a way that they can manage with a middle of the pack defense. If some like, I'll put it to you this way: I think the biggest reason for the Eagles not or falling apart the way they did was their best players, the the most talented players they had, 
not playing up to their talent level. I think that reverts back to the mean in a little bit, in, in some sense of the word, next season. So whether that's the defensive lineman Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat that had down years, or you know AJ or you know Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and, and the rest of the guys on the offense that sort of fell off a little bit toward the end of the season. I think that all sort of, you know, the, the cream will rise back to the top, and, and this team will be right there again. So 215-592-9494. Here's how I view the Eagles as the offseason begins. They're an average football team. They were probably an average football team the whole year. We just got really upset because at the end, it went from 10-1 and to where it ended. But that in total wasn't bad. I think all this chemistry stuff, all this locker room stuff, all this anonymous quotes, it's just us looking for reasons because we want to avoid the reality, which is – they're all right. They got a lot of work to do this offseason. 215-592-9494. Did we overreact? Did people that talk like that guy Kyle was referencing there, did that guy overreact to the end of the Eagles season? I think we did. Hugh thinks, no, there's a reason for all this. We reacted appropriately. Will's in the Northeast. What's up, Will? Hey, gentlemen. How y'all doing? What's hey, up, Will? Man? Oh, man, listen. Um, I think I think because of the, the seasons that we had up until um, this, this prior season, um, we had big expectations for our team, right? And the the way that the way that um, the team had uh, ended the season, it was just like, you know, for me, and I'm gonna keep it real. It looked like they all threw the towel away, and I'm not going to say all um, because the only person I saw continue to play was um, was Smith, and um, and I think one other player, I forget. But Cox was still playing. I mean, towards and, and Gainwell. And Gainwell. They're the only two that, that continue to really give it their all to me. You know what I mean? But um, also, and I, and I keep saying, I said it last season, everybody keeps screaming defense, defense. Okay, yes, the defense do need to rebuild. They do need to learn how to tackle. But the biggest thing that I kept saying, we need that power back, man. That power back will open up a lot of lanes that we couldn't get open because guess what? Once they shut our run game down, we came one-dimensional. You know what I'm saying? And they keyed in on that. They, every time we set up in that, that RPO, they knew that almost almost where to go, where the ball was going to go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like once we get that power back, it's going to open up for, for, uh, for, for Swift to get busy. It'll open a lane for uh, – uh, uh, Jalen to get busy, and then you could do the little dump off. It'll open up so many things. Like I keep saying, pay whatever Henry needs for a year, give him a good deal, and bring Henry here, and we go into the season. That's your guy, Will. Well, you've been on that the whole time. Will, man, good phone call. We appreciate it. Hugh, th- this is, and you know, we'll talk later in the show about things we want to hear from Howie and Nick today, and they'll be mm-hmm. asked a lot of questions about the offseason. And, you know, we go from the combine this week, free agency starts in about two weeks. If there ever was going to be a year where the Eagles could acquire a, like a name running back, they're all free agents. None of these guys got tagged. Yeah, D. Henry, uh, Saquon Barkley. Eckler, yeah. who obviously has the relationship with Moore from last year. Yeah. So there are big names out there. 215-592-9494. I understand how difficult the end of the season was. It was frustrating to watch. I think we all, you know, when you watch a meltdown in live, like minute by minute, it's hard not to react to it. Yeah. I just think as I take a step back from what last season was and all these stories out there about whether it be AJ or anybody else in the team or anonymous quotes about whoever, Sirianni, and the Sirianni stuff hasn't stopped with the Big Dom stuff, and now today in the Inquirer article about him maybe not holding everyone to the same level of accountability, I just think we're overreacting to a tough December. Jeff's in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? I don't think we overreacted, Joe. I and I don't think this team was average. This team was good. I think the offensive scheme, the the fact that the offensive coordinator was a friend of Jalen's or whatever you want to call it, they just didn't play. They didn't they didn't play well. But it's not like they were a bad team. I think there's a big difference in that. And and the way that I mean, the way the offense was uh, designed. Yes, AJ was right. They weren't playing well. Um, even when they were 10-1. and one. But that has more to do with the scheme than it does the players. And and I think the frustration of the players came out because they knew they were way better than that, and they weren't set up to be to be successful. And they felt so, it, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. they, they felt it. And, and I think we all probably agree with that, that they probably had above-average talent for whatever reason. By the end, it came out to – Pretty good, good, and then bad. Like it was, it was a very strange year considering what we thought of the roster when the season started. It really was. 
And when you're playing like that, and to Hugh's point about players being treated differently, that's been going on since the beginning of sports. I mean, you know, the star players get better, get different treatment, not necessarily better, but that that that's a given. Like you, you have to work around that if you're a player. You have to understand that. Um, but I think when you say we were looking for uh, looking for reasons of what was going on, mm-hmm. I think that's just natural. I think us. it is too. No, it is. When, but when I think we don't know why. Right. I think when you look for something, you tend to maybe take a little thing and make it a big thing, right? Like yeah. the, the whole stuff about, like today, let's just use today. And Jeff, always appreciate your phone call. Hugh, today, this, this stuff, the article that Marcus Hayes put in the Inquirer today with players saying that not every player got treated the same. It's interesting. It's certainly noteworthy. But then again, I mean, you live this life where it's, that probably happens in a lot of locker Man, rooms. Man, listen, I, I've been in locker rooms where guys, teammates, used to be upset because I, I got treated differently because I would take liberties in the defense. And I remember being in the meetings, and he was like, what do you guys, you doing? I'd be like, man, have a nice day. <laughs> then I'll just say I said that. I mean, I said something else, obviously, but I, it was a little bit more colorful, colorful. But that's just how it is, man. You get treated different. I, I've been in defensive meetings where, you know, certain linebackers, and we don't have to name any names, that when, certain, when they would mess up certain plays, they were talked to a little differently than I was. It did not bother me because I knew it was a pecking order. You know, Troy and Bobby, when they, they would mess up Dawkins. When Dawk messed up, I don't think he ever got reprimanded for any of his mistakes. Let it be known. Let it be taught. Let him tell him he never made a mistake. But that's just how it was. Everybody, like, if you're a higher tier player, you're going to be treated differently. Mm-hmm. That's how it's been everywhere. We've hit, we hear stories about Russell Wilson. And the fact, this buddy had an office. Like, guys didn't like it. But when you're winning, it don't matter. See, th- this is the biggest difference. That's it. When yeah, you yeah. stop when winning. You, when you stop winning, that's when it becomes a problem. And I think, like like I said, I, I sit back and I don't know what happened in the locker room. I don't know. But now when you start to piece together what you're starting to hear, it's, certain things start to make sense. You know, the fact that A.J. basically said that they were impro- improvising out there mm-hmm. and the fact that Dallas Goddard, probably gave AJ the finger. I mean gave Jalen the finger. It's like, oh, maybe maybe there is something to that story. It does open up your mind to yeah, like what like, is oh, really going on. You know, it's like it's like when you have children and they're arguing and they tell you it's like, okay, what happened? Well she hit me and well no I didn't da, 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 da. and you start to listen to the story and as it evolves, you know it's somewhere in the middle. You know it's somewhere in the sure, middle. Of course. It so always it's is. some it's something valid um, to yeah, this. Kids do that all the time. Yeah. Speaking, before we hit this, though, speaking of airing dirty laundry, I mean, we all saw right through what you just said. You said, you know, you had a teammate, maybe a linebacker called out for not doing what they're doing. I mean, just say Ike. I mean, just say, you don't have to, no. you don't have to do that to Ike. I, no, Ike, Ike was never, Ike was one, of, and was one of the smartest linebackers that I've ever played with. I know, like, I didn't really think you were saying him. No, but, but Trot, we, we, let's talk about this. <laughs> it was Trot. Trot used to be out there renegade. But, but Trot knew his stuff, too. He knew his stuff. And it was just certain, like certain people in the meeting, man, you just, like, I used to get talked too greasy because that's what my coach did. You know what I mean? And it didn't, like, it was like water off a dust. Yeah. Like, whatever, dog. I know I'm going to be out there playing on Sunday. It don't make a difference. But it's just some players you know you can do that to, and it's just other players you can't. Yeah, it is. And, it, it, look, and, and everyone's got to be on board, though, with the strategy and the way a coach does it. 215-592-9494. Have we overreacted to the end of the Eagles season? The Sirianni stuff, losing six out of seven. AJ stuff, the locker room stuff. Have we overreacted? I think we have to an extent. This I, Here's my belief right now. They were never that great of a football team. It evened out. We're looking for reasons why, and we've nitpicked a lot as a fan base over the past two months. All right, a lot to discuss here today. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. Have we overreacted to the way the Eagles season ended? Sirianni and Howie speak later when we come back. Your calls and my reaction to the AJ Brown interview that was awesome on Friday with Jack and Ike right on the afternoon show. 215-592-949 for Midday Show, Sports Radio 90. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, your, your, your happiness with being an Eagle currently and moving forward. Let's, let's start with that one about your feelings about being a Philadelphia Eagle now and for the foreseeable future. I have no problem. I want to be here. It's as simple as that. I, I love where I'm at. It's as simple as that. Next question. Next question. There were plenty. Welcome back. Next question. It is the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillia. Back to your calls in a couple minutes here. Did we overreact to the end of the Eagles season and all of the drama that has uh, unfolded since and the rumors out there about the locker room, about Sirianni? Have we over? I think we've overreacted a little bit. This team wasn't great. They fell off. The reality is they've got a lot of work to do to be a great football team again. But I do think we've overreacted, specifically me. I'll call myself out. I overreacted a little bit to some of this stuff the last couple months. Howie and Nick speak today. But this is my first chance, Hugh. I haven't had a chance to react to the A.J. Brown interview. Oh, man, it was awesome. I didn't, you know, I still to this day, I've only heard snippets because I was in the car. I was going to pick up Harper, my son, and uh, I didn't get a chance to hit an hit a, hit a actual audio. So then I waited, tried to wait around to 5.30, but then Harper got hungry. So then I, I missed that. So I only heard snippets. But it was pretty good, man. Shout out to Ike and Jack for, for getting that, man. And, and shout out to AJ for calling in. I didn't have a problem with what he said. I'm j- I w- but I'm not going to lie. I was curious when all this came out. I was curious to see how you were going to react to this. So I have a lot of thoughts. And I've, obviously I've had to kind of hold them here since, since Friday. I, I, was, uh, I got home and then I, I, I realized he called in. I was like, wait a second. And I, and so then I started listening. I was captivated. I thought it was the best thing on WIP. And I'm going to exclude, like, goodbyes. Like, Angelo's goodbye was obviously a different kind of thing. Ray's goodbye was a different kind of thing. Uh, even Mark's a couple months ago when he said goodbye. That's different. That's kind of an emotional thing um, with the audience and, and someone they listened to a lot. This was, this was maybe the most authentic sports radio I've heard on WIP since the Gabe Kapler interview with Angelo all those years ago. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't move from the radio. That was good. So, number one, I think it's really cool that he called in because he said he was going to do it. Yeah, stand-up guy. And I, I was skeptical. I was like, is he really going to do this? And he did it. So, that, I thought that was really cool. Stand-up guy. Other takeaway I had is that he, he cares. Now, is maybe his emotions sometimes a little misguided? Maybe. I mean, you could say that if you want. But he cares. I, I took that from it, that he cares. I love that he said, I want to be here because that was a question. When he went on that Kay Adams interview, what, a month ago? Yeah, he was indecisive. Yeah, he just he found it. He came a little wishy-washy. It just felt like, all Very right, you, whatever. There's conversation, there's rumors. What do you think? And he didn't say, I want to be there. On Friday, he said, I want to be here, which I think that's what people wanted to hear. I wanted to hear that. So that made me feel good. And the other thing I, I thought about all weekend, and I, it, I would give him this advice, and I'm not much older than him, but a little bit. If I was A.J. Brown, Hugh, if – I didn't like what I heard or I didn't like what I read. I would try to stay away from it because this is the reality of a big market, whether it's Boston, New York, Philadelphia. Yeah. Things go bad. There's going to be criticism. And as far as rumors and whatever, I mean, look, if you're, if you're a good player, someone's going to say one day, Hey, is that good player always going to be here? Could we trade him for someone else? That's not that big of a deal. If that bothers him, 
he probably shouldn't listen or consume or pay attention. If he can, now look, some guys can handle it, then whatever. Like we know Bryce Harper's a listener to the afternoon show. He, he's, he's talked about it. He's gone on with Chuck and Mountaire. He likes what we do here. He likes sports talk, right? Yeah. And, you know, Bryce has been criticized on WIP. Some guy a couple years ago said we should trade it for Juan Soto. He doesn't mind that. If you mind it, and Hugh, you live this, and you obviously were okay with it because you joined us eventually. So did Ike and Richie. If you, if it bothers you, I, my advice then would be, don't consume it, don't listen to it, because it's just the way it works. People are going to have opinions about your play and and your future and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like this too, man. This is going to be here for as long as there's sports to talk about. Oh yeah, it's going to outlast me there, and you and yes, him for as long as there's going to be fan reaction. Mm-hmm. For as long there's always going to be controversy. The biggest difference now is that everybody has a platform. Yes. And everybody has a voice, which makes it, I think it makes it great, but it's also a double-edged sword. So a lot of times when when I, even on my feed, when it's a little bit too negative, I just won't get on Twitter that day. I won't get on Twitter for a couple days. You know, so it's one of those things where you have to, the best that you can, control the narrative. And you can also control the narrative by being clear and concise in what you say. Mm -hmm. Now, even when you do that, AJ, if you're listening, no matter what you say, people are still going to pull from it what they will, even if it sounds ridiculous to you because that's just what we do. You know, there were people yesterday that, that pulled from what you said that, you know, you, you outworked everybody like you was disrespecting other people. And that's fine. That is fine because that's what other people heard. But as long as you are true to yourself and concise with what you say, that's the only thing you can worry about, bro, and keep it moving. That's it. Yeah, and I, I do think sometimes social media could be a funhouse mirror. He, he may think people don't like him here or in the media, whatever the media is, or fans. I think for the most part, people like AJ. Yeah, they love him. They love him. They he's, don't want to see him go. He's a yeah. passionate guy, man. And and listen, like I said yesterday, I, I don't want anybody on my squad that isn't or doesn't feel like he's the best player on the squad. Every football player that has ever, that I've ever played with felt that. And, I mean, that's a trait for the good ones. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to play with anybody who's like, oh, I'm all right. No. I want them to think they're mm. the ish. Yeah, and he does. You know what I mean? I, I want you to think that. And I, I like that, to too. That. Yeah, I, I love his passion. And I love – I mean, obviously, he's a wonderful player. And I love that he cares. Like, that came off to me. He cares. Yeah. Now, it, it's a matter of just focusing on the things that really matter. Like, if, if someone has an idea that they might want to trade you for another player, that doesn't matter, AJ. That's just fodder. That's just conversation. That, that, that's not worth your, your energy if you're a player. That, that'd be my advice to him. But I thought it was cool he called in. 215-592-9494. All right, did we do it? Did we overreact to the end of the Eagles season? No. Hugh says no. Things Why? are working. Yeah, that, that guy's got to calm down. Anthony in Southwest Philly. What's up, Anthony? What's going on, guys? How y'all feeling this What's morning? Going on, Good, man. Anthony. What's up, buddy? Ain't nothing much, man. I, I think we are at that point where we're doing a little bit of overreacting. You know, point where we just trying to figure out what happened, you know. But, Hugh, I think you might have pointed out exactly. You might have got the problem when you said you was piecing everything together and you, you brought up something. You said the guy's going to come in here and the difference is that he has no loyalty to anybody. So, you know, he's going to be able to straighten it up without, you know, having to go and, and feel like he got to look in the mirror like he, long, he wronged his homeboy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, hey, listen, Coach Goober out here trying to get a head coaching job somewhere, dog. So he, exactly. ain't worried, he ain't worried about nobody feelings. He ain't worried about, you know, like drawing up plays in the dirt. He just trying to win so that he can work on his resume and, and get him a head coach job, coaching job somewhere. Exactly, and he's not interested in the popular table or cool table. No, the cool kids. Yeah, 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 none of that. that no. We're going to come in here, we're going to work, and we're going to get this thing done. And, you know, and, and, and if things don't look right, instead of, like they said, uh, Brian Johnson was reluctant to, um, to give Jalen Hurts accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be like that on the other side of, of the coin. He's going to jump right on to Jalen Hurts because, you know, we got all of, the, all of the, you know, the glitter and the feathers out the room. We can clearly see what's going on here. So, you know, instead of being – instead of having a guy that's afraid to talk to somebody when they're not doing the right thing, you know, we bring someone in who don't care about none of that. We don't need none of that. The, the goal is we need to put a Lombardi on the shelf for them here in, on Bro and Patterson. If that's not the goal, we don't know – you know, we don't need none of that. We don't care about how, how, how cool you are with this dude. You know what I mean? Or how, how long – you know, y'all grew up together. You know, those things don't really make a difference right here with this. 
And, yeah, of course, you know, like they said, you know, different guys were getting treated different. And, you know, I think that's it right there. Like you said, when you was doing the piecemeal and putting things together, you know, of course dudes going di- to get different treatment. That's why everybody got a different check to sign. You know, well, and that's true. Yeah. It's true. And every, it's true probably in every business, right? Anthony, we appreciate the phone call. It's not just true in the NFL. So here's what Anthony was referencing. He would go back to the article this morning, Philadelphia Choir, written by Marcus Hayes. All right, here, here is the, the part Anthony was referencing there. Hugh, I want your reaction to this because it's, it's, it's pretty damning, I think, of the coaching staff, certainly of Brian Johnson. Here, here it is from Marcus Hayes' article this morning. It's an indictment of first-year offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. He is a longtime family friend of Hurts and was his quarterback's coach for two years with the Eagles. But when promoted last year, players said Johnson became reluctant to hold Hurts accountable. Johnson also, according to players, was intimidated by Brown. <laughs> that's not that's not what you want to hear. I, I You're just the coach. Thought, like like I don't like again. I I always have to preface it with this, Joe. I wasn't in the locker room, but that dog sound like it a hunt to me. That dog sound like it hunts. And and the reason why I say that is because I I I think I read it wrong. I I read with Brian Johnson being his friend. I I look at it like I look at my friends. They're overly overly critical, which is good because you need that. You need somebody that's going to tell you the truth when you don't want to hear it sometimes, even when it makes you cringe. I, I respect that. And that those are the only kind of friends that I roll with, the ones that tell me stuff that I don't want to hear because I need to hear that. And that's why I value, I value their friendship. It just sounds like it's the polar opposite with this. And I think it's a little valid with the fact that, you know, the improvisation of plays and things of that nature. The only problem that I have is when I'm reading this story, is that this this conversation that was had with one of these the anonymous player who wanted to remain anonymous? Mm-hmm. This came after the Cardinals game. It did, and according to the story, it was an off the record conversation. Yes, totally then, off the record. And then this weekend, I guess that player gave the permission, like, all right, you can print it, just don't put my name to it. Yeah, and you know, you you you're a little bit of a sucker for that, in my opinion. Like, like seriously. Well, because off the record, usually you're way, way more, uh, my, in my experience, and I'm not, a, I'm, I don't have the experience of being a player, but just like, if you and I are having a conversation and no one's around, we may say things that we wouldn't say if 10 other people are mm-hmm. around, right? Off yeah. the record means yeah. it's, it's private. But, but, but I'm going to say this, if I have that, if I'm that dude and I feel like I'm being disrespected or treated a certain way, I'm, I'm going to go and put my name on it and I'm going I'm to wait for whatever the repercussions, repercussions are, because I think that. In situations like this, especially when you're you're saying some of the things that you're saying, that the people that you're talking about should be allowed to defend themselves, you know, especially when you're making those kind of indictments. And then on top of that, you're you're out there bumping your gums during a, a season collapse, and why it's still going on? I have a problem with that. Yeah, well, that's now that's true. just that's that's just me being old school. Now I understand that things are, are a little different now, but it's I have a problem. With you sitting in your locker after a loss, and I—I I mean, I, and not not trying to you know take away from the story, but I'm just making a point. I have a problem with you being a part of the collapse, and you running your mouth about how other people are being treated. What did you do? That—that's the question that I would ask. Sure, but that's neither here nor there. So that's a part of the story. Now, like I said earlier, being treated differently in the NFL—it's a pecking order. Quarterback, quarterback, the only cat that I know that has the coach's number on speed dial, and they talk intimately a lot because that's the relationship that they have. So, you know, and, and I'm a pretty sure the offensive coordinator the same thing and all the other good stuff. So they're, they're going to be treated differently. Now, if there was an issue with him calling out certain players or something, I think that's a culture situation, and that's Coach Sirianni. Because when I came into the NFL, Joe, and I'm going back to when I played, and again, I have to say I understand it's different now. Leather helmets, Stone Ages, nineteen nineties. Yeah, but you Woo. you respected the elders, you respected the ones that came before you, even if they couldn't play anymore, even if their game was diminishing, because they paved the way for you. Now, a lot of this, when I read this story, it talks about how Fletcher Cox was treated differently. Uh, BG BG was pre- yeah. treated different. Last time I checked, BG made one of the biggest plays to win the Super Bowl the first Super Bowl in the Philadelphia Eagles history. He's going to be treated different. Let me, let, let me just say that to whomever felt like they're getting preferential treatment. Fletcher Cox is a perennial pro bowler. He's going to be an Eagles Hall of Famer. Like, 
just want to put that out there. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, these guys are potential Hall of Famer. Well, Jason Kelsey's definitely a Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson is a potential Hall of Famer, perennial pro, pro bowler. Now, if forget you, do, do not cut that off, Kyle. Do not clip that off. You saw him going right for it. <laughs> Sorry. The point that I'm making is this. Yes, they are going to be treated differently, as they should be, as they should be, Joe. So if they, you're in your feelings because you're in the meeting and you've only been in the league for four I, – I give you I give you grace. I say you've been in the league for three or four years. What does your resume look like compared to those other guys? So I think that makes a lot of sense, right? And you live this life. Let me ask you this question, though, and I'm, I'm going to spin it back to what we do here as a radio station at WIP. Hugh, let, let's imagine – and I'm going to use a young player versus an established person, okay? Let's imagine there's a young host at WIP that has an idea for an, an open to a show, right? And we bring it up to someone, or so that person brings it up to someone, and they say, eh, like a, you know, a boss level, right? I don't know if that's that good of an idea to start a show. Maybe think of something different. And then Hugh, you're that young person, you turn on the radio, and we're starting the show with that exact idea. Wouldn't you wonder, like, why, why are we not keeping everyone accountable? If, you, if, this isn't, if that doesn't look good on film, if that's not a good idea... I just I don't know what happened last year in that locker room. I don't know why this stuff is coming out. I do wonder though if this is something Sirianni has to fix to where the young guys are saying, "Okay, I know I'm making mistakes. I know that Brandon Graham or Fletcher Cox or any veteran has been here a long time, but I'm seeing them make the same mistake on film, and no one's pointing it out when they do it. I, that would probably frustrate me if I was a younger guy. Yeah, but you're worrying about the wrong thing. Get to that. Get to my level. And then you can worry about but that. That's how I would look at so it. So I would, I would ask, though, what is, how do I know what's right and wrong if you're not pointing out all the wrong in the film session? Well, it's, it's the way that you do it. Okay. It, it's, it, it may be, maybe, like, we have to be in the locker room in order to see what's being said. Because, like I said, the way that I was talked to was different, or the way I was corrected, I should say, was different than the way, say, a Troy Vincent was corrected or the way that Bobby Taylor was correct. This is in a, in a in a in a in the whole defensive meeting. Mm. This is all eleven guys on on in the room, and we're watching film. And and Jim Johnson might say, uh, the defensive end on here, he 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 took the wrong route on this one. And and coach coach Brace like, damn it, Douglas, what were you thinking on this play? And I'll probably say something. Hey, coach, I whatever. And and he'll say, you know, linebacker on this play. Trot, he might be talking to Trot. He said, hey, we, you know, that's not bad, but we need to do better because that's not the way it was designed or whatever. Troy and Bobby, you know, that's not the technique that we would use, but, you know, hey, we got to get it right the next time, something like that. It was just, it's just a different way you talk to people. It's, it's not like you're not holding them accountable. It might be a, a simple situation of you might be like, hey, Rook, what the hell are you doing on this play? Because I got a lot of that in my first year. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I remember, and I, I've told you stories, about how after I would get out of a team meeting, I had another meet with my coach just to go over to make sure I understood what was being taught that day. So, and then in practice, when I was screwed up, I would get yelled at at practice. But it's just different coaching style. You can't coach everybody the same. And, and it just surprises me that in this day and age, football players are becoming more and more snowflakes. And I'm starting to hear more and more stories about guys crying and complaining about something that has been going on for years. Now, let me be clear, because I don't want anybody to think that I am attacking the person, the anonymous quoter in this. But I, I honestly feel like if that's the way that you felt in order to fix all of this, you need to let that be known. So I do think, and we'll go back to the phone lines in a second here, I do think that in general, and it's not about any single player, that – Football players and athletes are getting a little bit more sensitive yes. to criticism and coaching. I do yes. feel that way. So here's the thing. As a coach, you have to adjust to that, though. It may, you do. It may you be do. annoying, but if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm like, uh-oh. But I, it, uh, these guys are all annoyed at me, so either I can just say, hey, you're too sensitive, or I can adjust so I don't lose a locker and, room. And I will say this, too. Culture means a lot, too. And Coach Sirianni is not – he's accountable in all of this. Of he's course, accountable. Of course. Because if you know – like, if, if you know that certain people are feeling some kind of way about the way that you're, you're coaching style, that is something that you need to address with the coach. There's no question. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. 215-592-9494. Did we overreact to the end of the Eagles season? 
I think we did. I did. I, I'm looking for a lot of reasons why this thing fell apart between Howie and the coaching and blah, blah, blah. I just think they probably weren't that good. It all evened out, and it just hit us It hit us hard at the end of the hit season. Hit us across the lips. It did. I, yeah, well, especially the end. It, it really did. <laughs> Daniel in Newtown Square. Hey, Daniel. What's going on, Joe? I think you absolutely nailed it. Uh, we had a, a way high expectations for 10-1. and one. Based on the performance that season, and you just can't say any other way that you could talk around it. Well, found a way to win. No, you got lucky time after time after time. Ten and one was way above this team's level. And my theory about why it fell apart was that eighty-five plays on defense against Buffalo in the overtime game. And you got to think about it. Like when, when I grew up, it was like a fourteen-game season. Now I went to sixteen, seventeen. It's a grind. I don't think the average fan can can has a comprehension of just how worn out these bodies get and in such a grueling long season and, and then you have 85 plays the next week uh was 75 plays Who yeah well and on that on, on that daniel they had the monday night game in kansas city and then the 85 or whatever i think blanket chip like 115 when you include uh special teams against buffalo that was in a short week too i mean that in in essence they kind of peaked daniel at, at in late november and then that was it that was the best they played and, you know, you're just not going to have the physical bodies recover. Uh, you know, you, we got another long game the next week, and then you you, you're not, you don't you don't get a break. And I think, uh, you know, so the defense fell apart, clearly. I think that was the beginning of it, the fact that the offense couldn't keep them off the field with all the turnovers and the three and outs. And then just and then just whatever happened internally within the, when you stopped, started losing, like I said, if you – like Hugh says, if you're winning, everything gets everybody gets a pass. But now all of a sudden, now you lose a few games, everybody's starting to backstab, and that the, the team energy fell apart. It snowballed. It, it, it did, and that's that's what happened. The energy fell down. The results fell down. Daniel, we appreciate the phone call. Here are your favorite things. Snap counts. I don't, Tired. I don't, I don't believe in that, man. Thing. I I you you. I let him speak. You saw that when yeah, he I, said. I I don't I, believe I that. think it's more of a thing than than you do, but hey, I, I don't. You because you, I look at, you felt it. I, I look at the Baltimore Ravens, and when you look at comparable snaps between the Baltimore Ravens and the Eagles during the season, they were really close about how many snaps team they snaps, yeah, team, team snaps, snaps. As, as a defense. They yep. were really really close. Now I don't know if they were rotating more than yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe but, they were playing but, more guys. Yeah, but but I don't I don't know about that. I I don't believe in that. I, I think that you know mentality and prepare being prepared helps out tremendously. I don't know about that. As far as, you know, this team was overrated, I don't know about that either because this team just coming off a Super Bowl. But it's not the same team. They lost six defensive they, players. They lost six defensive players, yeah. but the one common denominator that we had is our quarterback. Yep. And was, he didn't play as well. Was growing. Sure. Well, he was and supposed he, to be. He, he, was, he played well at the beginning of the season. And then somewhere along the line. And I know that's, that's, up, that's debatable on the way that he played. I, I, I acknowledge that. That's debatable at the beginning of the year. And somewhere along the line, it fell apart. But there were signs that this team was pretty good early on, especially in the passing game. Yeah, well, they they did put up some big numbers, especially A.J. and Jalen, certainly early. 215-592-9494. As the offseason begins today, in, in for real, I mean, the combine has begun. Howie and Nick will speak later. We'll carry it live on the Midday Show. Did we overreact to the end of the Eagles season? I believe we did. I believe I have. Look, before the season, I thought they'd go 11-6. and six. They went 11-6. and six. And I'm mad about it because of the way it happened and the way the whole thing played out. I think we overreacted a little bit, and we're looking for all these little reasons, locker room, chemistry, all that, as to the reason why. 215-592-9494. We get back. Your phone calls. We'll dive into what we want to hear Sirianni and how we say today. What do we want to ask them if we could ask a question? Plus, how much flexibility did Eagles really have with the cap? And which player are some Eagles trying to recruit here in free agency? This is a big Ooh. one. We'll hit that next right here on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is the time of year to enjoy life. You saw what it's going to be today. It's going to be like 65 degrees. And if you're one of those individuals that like to be outside and everything, you need to stop letting that joint pain keep you from doing the things you want to do this spring. Beautiful day. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking about lasting joint pain relief. You know when you get older, those joints start aching real bad. You know one thing I didn't know about QC Kinetics is that pro athletes, you're right, that's right, have been doing this for years, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. This is not a Band-Aid that I'm talking about, folks. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game. So you can walk, run, and climb stairs, play golf, and move again pain-free, especially on a day like today. It's a beautiful day, but make sure you dress up you know, warm because it's still kind of cold outside. You know, your body has what it needs to restore and repair itself. 
and QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. This is with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. No, this is, this is an all-natural solution. Like I said, no surgery. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America, and guess what? You can be one of them. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury, it's a great use of that tax refund check, by the way, too. Get that tax refund coming back. Give my friends at QC Kinetics a call at 215-999-3000. That's 215-999-3000. One more time, 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics, give them a call. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.